podcast. This is episode five. In the previous episodes, it may appear that I've been kind of all over the board, you know, talking about a variety of different things. Hopefully, in those episode in those episodes that were, you know, the initial ones, you get some idea of of me, how I view things, and and that may that may be of help when you listen to subsequent podcast and I think once you you know you try to put that together and if you understand the person that's talking to you then you have a better sense of, of of how they you know how they view the world obviously you never really know a person until you meet them face to face but you can get some idea so you know you may make your decisions about me or judgments about me but under, understand you know that's that's kind of in a vacuum but some of the feedback I've gotten from friends has been when you're by yourself is to try to limit a podcast to say 30 minutes if possible because that's about the listening span of, of most people most people aren't going to tune in for an hour and a half of, of a podcast by any stretch of the imagination and then secondly the feedback I've gotten has been to try to add more structure and so I'm trying to as I said this is this is something new this is something that's fun and was done on a whim but I'm trying I'm going to try to incorporate those uh those pieces into my into my podcast when I'm by myself. One of the one of the challenges is I'm in sales in in executive software sales in my professional career, and so you try to make things very organized. And so you know you, you when you're in conversations such as a podcast, you try to balance out the uh, you try to balance out the conversational the conversational part of it with sounding less robotic and and you know organizing things, but. That's what we're going to do today. In any case, I'm going to do some organization. So today we're going to, what are we going to talk about today? Uh, this is something that people ask me about all the time since I've been here and, and since before I came here. And I'm calling this episode just a primer on the LA nightlife club and bar scene because that's something that I get, that I get asked about a lot. And in 2019, you know, knowing that people would ask me, about different places. Part of my personality is to go explore stuff, look around, so so that if somebody asks me, I can put together an itinerary or a schedule of events of things for them to do. So I said, let me go look at that. So so everything I'm going to talk about today was primarily done in 2019. 2020, I haven't been doing a whole lot. Obviously, you know, the pandemic has 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 put has curtailed a, a lot of things. So so that's that. So let's so to keep to keep with my with my the feedback of being organized, I'm going to organize these things into numbered topics. So how about that? So number one, the first thing you got to keep in mind is that Los Angeles is geographically dispersed. As I've said in, in previous podcasts, it's very huge. So what does that mean for the nightlife? What that means for the nightlife is you've got to know that you know different areas have different sources of entertainment or different types of entertainment and it's impossible to have a handle on everything that is LA because it is just it's just too big so everything's geographically dispersed so you know you've got you've got the San Fernando Valley area then you've got you know central LA and then you've got the inland empire you know the you know 50 miles south of downtown LA Riverside and those areas then you've got Santa Monica and you've got, you know, the beach communities and all. So just keep in mind that that geographic disbursement means that you may ask me or to about a particular place or you may be in town visiting me or your friends or someone and say, we're in West L.A. Let's go to let's go to this bar in Chino. You know, I heard about this bar in Chino. Understand that that's 45 miles, you know, one way or 50 miles one way 
and it might take you an hour with no traffic. And in L.A., there's always going to be traffic. So keep in mind when you visit here that geographic disbursement. So number two is is to streamline things. The predominant areas for entertainment, when someone thinks of nightlife in L.A., think of, number one, Hollywood, you know, the trendy area where, where I always joke around and say that's where celebrities go to get in trouble. Then there's West Hollywood, which is, you know, the, 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 the LGBTQ community and the things that make up their, their lifestyle. And then number three, there's downtown LA. Obviously there's are, there are other areas, but those are the three that, that I've seen that I've been to. I've not really been out in the San Fernando Valley or I've not been out outside of the three areas that I, that I mentioned. I live in Beverly Hills, but there's not, you know, it's, it's a great place to have a drink shop and, you know, eat and people watch. But if your idea is to go clubs and bars, it's, you know, it's, it's not really, it's not really your scene. So number three, uh, you have to make a distinction between clubs, bars, and restaurants. And what I mean by that is, is let me offer some definitions. When I think of a club, I think of a place that is a specific special use place designed to A, sell alcohol, B, play music, and three, I have a dance floor. And so the places that I, most of the places I'm going to talk about are special use. They are nightclubs. Then you have bars. And when I think of a bar, I think of, you know, a bar is the same as every place. It's a place designed, you have seating and you have drinking and, you know, they might have some light finger foods or some bar foods there. And then you have restaurants. So, you know, a restaurant in, in, in L.A. is typically a restaurant during its hours of operation, as opposed to some, just to give you an example, it is, you know, when I lived in Dallas, there are restaurants to places they'll sell you guacamole and chips and, and food during the day. But at, you know, 630 in the evening, they move all the tables away and they make space for a small dance floor and they make place for a band. Most of the places in L.A. are going to be, for the most part, single use places. They're going to have they're going to be a club. They're going to be a bar or they're going to be a restaurant. And, it, and it's key to to understand that that difference. So number four, the types of music that you're going to hear at most of the places in LA and particularly clubs and bars, you're going to hear what's trendy in the, in the U S right now. The most popular form of music is hip hop and rap. And that's what you're going to, you're going to hear. You're going to hear the popular artists. And when you go to the clubs and the bars, that's what you're going to hear primarily. Then you're going to hear some top 40, you know, top 40, meaning, you know, radio music that, you know, that there are artists who make up that, that radio scene. And then there's there's electronic dance music or EDM, and then there's lot there's live music, and you know live music's all over the place. The cool thing about LA is, speaking of live music, is is if you say, hey, I'm into live polka band music, I can probably guarantee you, there is a scene for live polka band music. If you're from, you know, if you're a native of, you know, some other place, and and you want to hear, you know. Chinese country music, then you most likely will hear it at a live band here. So those are the types of those are the types of music. So now let's move to to let's say number five. You know, it's the it's the night of. You're ready to go out, you're ready to hit hit the scene. At at a higher level, what I would tell you to start with is you've got to keep in mind that a lot of people are gonna say LA is it's pretentious, it's a lot of fake people, it's a lot of plastic people. LA is the entertainment capital of the world. And as such, it has, you know, it has, I guess I shouldn't say a reputation to keep, 
but it, you know, there is some quote mystique or allure about, you know, partying in in Los Angeles that's a lot different than partying in, you know, in the mid in the Midwest or, or upper Northeast. You know, most of the places here in LA they have they do have a, a, Cal, a California they have a laid back California vibe, but but at the same time, a lot of the reasons why they may seem pretentious or, or stuck up is is they they have to they, to some degree the trendy places they they almost have to have that because if you just let anyone and everyone in then all of a sudden no one wants to come so you know if you just if you typically if your job if you're trying to make if they're trying to make it you know the trendy happening place they have to they have to have some level of people you know some level of of, of control so so. Just, you know, when someone says it's pretentious, just understand that that's part of the mystique and part of what they do. Now, I've, I've also tell people that, that in LA, if you're looking for people to walk up and start talking to you and telling you how attractive you are or kissing your rear, that doesn't happen a lot here. People tend to mind their own, their own business. I mean, so a lot of times women have, women have said, well, no, there aren't enough men in L.A. and people don't talk to people don't talk to me or they won't say anything. Well, a lot of that is because men don't want to have men don't want to get shot down or talked over, you know, at uh, on social media or whatever. So so just understand that people might be inwardly friendly, but outward they're going to they're probably going to seem kind of aloof or arrogant. They're going to be in their own world. And if you're interested in, in engaging with them, you take the initiative. You know, that is that just kind of is what it is. So just generally speaking, people at, at the trendy spots, you know, there's so many, there's, you know, a lot of good looking people. So no one's going to jump through hoops to to talk to you. And I and I say that because because people have said L.A. is pretentious. They say that nobody talks to me. Nobody does this. You know, people are just kind of absorbed in their in their own little world and. And they see so much of everything here that, you know, they, you know, that, that just kind of is what it is. So I say that to start off with. So that gives you some idea to level set you before you go out. So it's the night of, right? You, you know, you're, you're in LA, you're ready to have a good time. So what are some of the things you need to know as far as the night of? The first thing I would tell you is in terms of dressing style. So you want to dress to impress, especially in, in Hollywood where the trendy places are, because that's where, you know, they make money on being on the, on the, the exclusivity or the appearance of exclusivity. And so, you know, you want to dress to impress if, you know, and, and, and when it comes to skin, they used to say skin to win, you know, if you're a woman and you got that sexy dress or whatever that you can't wear in Middletown, USA, you can most likely get away with it. Here in L.A., nobody nobody really cares. You, it, it's it's better to err on the side of being trendy or more revealing than than you know showing up dressed like a nun. So keep in mind that you know dressed impress in one place and dressed impress dressed impress in L.A. is 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 completely different. So so if it's 2020 in L.A., you can't show up dressed like it's 1985 or look like it's 1985. And expect to get in someplace. It just ain't gonna happen. Or, or, you know, if you show up in, in Western wear that you're welcomed in in Texas and you show up at a bar in LA and they don't let you in, understand that that's not considered trendy. So you can Google and, and YouTube and Instagram and Twitter or whatever to find out what's, what's trendy and what's dressed in press. Now, downtown LA and West Hollywood are a bit more flexible. So, you know, they they still you still it's better to, to dress trendy and try to look stylish, so to speak, than it is to not, you know, because by the time you put the effort out to get there, 
you generally don't want to get you don't want to get shot down. Uh, so you know, err on the side of caution. You know, where you're, you know, where where what you think what you think you you know is your best is your best look. So in terms of live music, though, in live music it, it it varies because people that go listen to the live music scene typically dress like people who perform in that scene. So for example, when I want to hear metal music and I go to Viper Room or Whiskey a Go Go on Monday or Tuesday nights and it's, you know, five bucks to get in or free, then I'm in a concert shirt, you know, black black vans and jeans. You know, I kind of look like people who listen to metal music. You know, you can go in there with a suit on if you want to, but, you know, that's that. So if I go to, you know, if I go to, you know, the jazz bar over in Bel Air, then I'm going to, you know, obviously I'm not going to wear vans and jeans and, and, and that stuff. So, you know, when you're in a live music scene, the safe bet is to dress like you think most people that listen to that type of music would dress and you will you will be fine. So at most of the most of the bars, the action starts at about at, at bars and clubs. The action starts around 11 p.m. Now, I have a problem with that in that by the by the time 11 p.m. rolls around, if I have not left my my home, it's very hard for me to leave because I start rationalizing. I'm thinking, OK, it's 11 o'clock. Uh, by the time I get, you know, get there, get in uh, and, and, and settled in, it's 12 o'clock. They're going to close at 2 p.m. And, you know, I'm not going to get home till 2.30, 2.45. And, you know, so I tend to, I, I if the doors open at, if the doors are open at 9.30, I mean, I'm the guy that'll get there at 9.30. I might very well stay to 2 a.m., but I'm going to get, you know, I'm going to get there early so that I can get my, what I consider my, quote, my, my money's worth. Last call is standard at 2 a.m. And then they have, they have, uh, uh, some of them will have uh, what do you call them after hours from three to four a.m. Now, in, in, in complete transparency, I've not been at one of the bars or clubs at two a.m. I'm typically long gone by by then. I, you know, since I'm sober and I'm not drinking, it's you know it's a little bit easier for me. The cover charge is is standard about twenty anywhere from twenty to fifty dollars. More if somebody you know some if Meek Mill or Tyga or Lil Wayne or somebody is there. Obviously, you're not going to pay. You're going to pay fifty dollars. You're going to pay a whole lot more to to get in. But that, I found that fairly standard in terms of parking. You can find street parking, and I, and there are people in LA that are street parking experts and refuse to pay a valet. That's not that's not me, man. I'm just gonna you know I'm gonna go pay my my valet. I'll go pay the valet the twenty bucks and uh, and go in because I don't want to drive around all night trying to wait to you know trying to figure out how to get in. Once you get in. There are no free seats, you know. So if you want to get, if you want a table anywhere in a bar or club, it's going to cost you. Just for for reference, I'm trying to remember if it was either, and I can't remember whether it's Avalon or one one Oak, but I think it was one of those. I can't remember exactly which. I was in there, and there were some young Persian guys, you know, standing next to me, and they were talking among themselves. And one of them said, "We need to get a table." You know, table is only a stack and a half, and they go, yeah, yeah, let's get a table, and let's get some bottle service. So for those that aren't aware, a stack, anytime you hear the word stack, a stack is $1,000. So, you know, two stacks would be $2,000. So these guys are going to pay $1,500 for, uh, you know, a table. And, and you know, I don't know how big that table was that they were going to pay for. And then they were going to have, a, I think, a minimum commitment of $500 for a bottle service. So that, you know, that kind of gives you some idea of how they you know clubs make money bottle service and and you know those 
tables and that stuff. That's how they make it. So you know, you know, how do you how do you typically get in? Now, I, now I've had I've had two two ways of of getting in. So there's typically there's VIP, and I'm nobody's VIP. I don't run in a crowd that has VIP access. And then number two, you can wait in you can wait in line. So what I've typically done at the at the trendy Hollywood spots is I'll make sure my car is clean. I pull up to the valet. I get out. I walk straight to the head of the line. Uh, if there's a there's usually some you know some menacing looking guy that's working the door at one of these places, and I just say I just look at him and say, "Man, I just moved to Beverly Hills, and uh, this is my first time out in L.A. I'm not sure how things work here as opposed to Texas. What do I need to do to get in line? What are the rules here?" And and you know. I've had, in, in more times than not, I've just had a guy say, well, hey, well, here, let me scan down the line. Hey, bro, let's go and let you in. You know, I hand the guy 20 bucks in and I go in. So I guess that makes me VIP in that I didn't have to wait in line. Uh, another, the, uh, the other side of that is I've also had to wait in line. And so, you know, you hop in, you pay the valet, you hop in the line and, uh, you know, the, the bouncer or whatever, he has a list of I have VIP people. He's got some sort of walkie-talkie or Secret Service earpiece. He makes, makes, you know, looks at that, and then he, they kind of stroll up and down the line, and they look at the line and see, you know, who they who they want to get in. So, you know, I was I've been in line before, and uh, I was sitting there for like 15 minutes. I'm like, man, I didn't come. I didn't get dressed dressed to stay, stand in this line all that long. So I walked up to the walked up to the front. And uh, asked the guy, so what's taking so long? And he said, uh, "Man, we're trying to get more, trying to get more women in here." And he said, "Sorry, it's taking a while, man. You might not, you might not be able to get in tonight." And I looked at him with a straight face and played my played my salesman game. And I said, "Well, okay, here's." A, I said, "I know how you guys make money. You're, you know, bottle service, uh, tables. Look at this. Look at these people in line. Yeah, there are a lot of good-looking women in line. I'm sure there's a lot of good-looking women in there." How many of those women do you think are going to pay for a table or how many of them do you think are going to pay for bottled service? I said, there might be some, but how many of these? I said, who pay, who, who typically pays for table and bottle service that these women are going to drink at? And he said, he said, mostly men, bro. And I said, yeah, I'm a man. I said, so do you want to you want to get some bottle service or do you want to let me to sit in line all night? He, he said, he said, you're right, man. He said, uh, he said, go stand, go stand in line and, you know maybe two more minutes I'll come and get you so you know I went back two minutes two three minutes later you came back here come on man you're up and I went inside and I I don't even drink so I didn't even buy any bottle service I'm like got you playboy you let me in so so that's that's that so VIP or or the line if you've got VIP access that's great if you're, otherwise you wait in line and they kind of stroll down the line and they pick people so what where does that leave us on my list so number seven so I've, t- I've, I've shared some of the some of the some info of, of interest Number seven, what are some of the downsides of the L.A. club and bar scene? One of the first ones, is, and, and this may sound disingenuous because I've been able to get in every place that I've tried so far, but a lot of these places aren't very African-American friendly. So a lot of the clubs, they'll play uh, hip hop and rap and all of the music. You know, they'll play black music and and you know things accoutrements of black culture but they don't necessarily allow a lot of black people in so i've been in a couple of bars and and, and clubs and i was having a good time and you know just kind of walking around checking the scene out and all and then look around and go wow there's nobody else black in here 
you know, just not really thinking about it. Then I go home later and start, you know, doing a little bit of Google and Yelp and YouTube things. I hear complaints and, you know, there's some of some of the bars that, you know, people have filed complaints against that said, hey, they won't let African-Americans in. So I know I know that if there's a group of African-Americans, most of the time I've, I've read and I've heard from others that they won't let you in. And that's that's unfortunate. Uh you know that that's just that just kind of is is what it is and and you know I try not to, once I found that out I don't know that I'll be going back to some of those places the the another downside that's unfortunate and it's it's a hard subject to to share and a hard subject to broach and and put gingerly and that is in the trendy scene they don't really let big women or you know BBWs or or big girls they typically don't let you into the trendy places and that's you know that's unfortunate it you know you can call it fat shaming or whatever but in the places that I've been in uh I in Hollywood I haven't seen anyone that I would remotely consider a large a large girl and and I know that's that that stinks and all and that's that's discriminatory but they don't typically they don't typically let people in, and I've asked around, and and people have said, yeah, if you want to go out in Hollywood and you're a big girl, you know, you can forget it. So you know that's a downside. Bouncers bouncers have been kind of mixed bag with me uh, in in terms of a downside. Most of them have been, you know, they come off they come off as being menacing and tough guys, and I think a lot of them have to they have to give that they have to give that 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 attitude to you, and a lot of them are just plain jerks, you know, acting like you know if you don't get in. You know, I've got I've got the scales of justice. You know, you, you know, you're gonna go life in prison or the death penalty. You know, it's in my hands, and a lot of them have that 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 attitude. But uh, then I've come across some that are pretty cool too. And and I think I think a lot of times it's you the you give back what you you know you give you get back what you put into it. So if you show up dressed sloppy or whatever, and you know that, then don't get mad if the bouncer doesn't let you in. You know, he or she has a certain type. I guess they've been told by management what type of person they want to get in there. And then you got to understand, too, that that, you know, they put up with a lot of BS as well. So, you know, that's kind of something to consider uh, in terms of a safety perspective of a downside in, in. And I don't know about the rest of the world. But in L.A., if you're a if you're a man or woman, do not ever sit your drink down and say, I'm going to go to the to the bathroom. I'm going to go to the bar and I'm going to come back and get my drink. Or, hey, you see somebody. Hey, he or she looks nice. Can you watch my drink? No, don't ever do that, because there are there are some really some really odious people in in the club scene. And so you sit your drink down and entrust it to someone there are just tons of reports about, you know, people getting drugged and wake up sexually assaulted or, or, or disappear. Now, if and on the other end, if, if, if you know, controlled substances is your thing, you know, that if that's you, then, you know, you take care of that need before you get there with your own stuff. Because there are stories of people, you know, getting in the bar and thinking they're... They're getting acid, getting some acid, or they're getting some cocaine, and they're snorting rat poison, and you know they don't make it. They don't, they don't make it the next day. So you know, keep that, keep that in mind. Trust no one except the people that you came in there with, and if they're drunk, don't trust them to handle your drinking or whatever, because you know someone is always in there with in in the bars with with uh, with bad designs on people. So now that you have some idea of that, let's break down some of the areas and some of the places that I've been in. And I will call that uh, topic number or, or number eight. Let's start with Hollywood. As I said, Hollywood is the trendy, trendy happening, you know, the C&B scene 
part of the uh, part of LA nightlife and the place I went to first was One Oak, like the number one space O-A-K. And I was told that the O-A-K means one of a kind, which was kind of kind of weird in that I'd been to Vegas and there's a One Oak there, which I'm like, so what does that make that one? Two of a kind? And it sounds like a, sounds like a card game. But One Oak is where, you know, Chris Brown and all those guys go and primarily. And so it's one of the happening spots. Uh, and it's a headquarters, I would say, the beautiful people. The average age is about 25 to 30. It's on it's on Sunset Boulevard. Uh, let me think of something else. It's it's like I said, very beautiful. Pe- what you call it, a beautiful crowd? Most of the women there, I would say, are slim, slender build, some medium, medium build. Most of the men are, are handsome or are, are handsome men. I don't know how I got in, but uh, uh, you know, see, it's the you know that 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 flashy crowd and the music's pretty good in there. And I had a good time the first time I went by myself. The second time I went, I went with a woman and we had a you know we had fun in there. Uh, Avalon Hollywood. Avalon Hollywood is across the street from the Capitol Records building, the building that looks like a stack of vinyl records at Hollywood and Vine. So Avalon, it to me is a bit like like One Oak. I had a good time in there. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Sound Nightclub and Project Club LA are of uh, two others that are fun. They're a little bit large. They're a little bit larger, and they kind of remind me of what I think about when I think of a club. You know, a, a larger space and a place to have more fun the music is about music is about about the same drink price i mean the standard drink is going to be probably 15 to 20 dollars even though i drink you know i drink cola you know cola or water you know they still charge i think they charge me 10 bucks so you know that's a pretty much a standard price in terms of bars in hollywood uh one of my favorites is catch la and i guess catch la could be considered west hollywood but catch la is on melrose about a mile and a half from my house and on friday and saturday nights it's like a model factory so it's you know it's the beautiful crowd on friday and saturday nights they play some good vibes it's very instagram friendly if you look at instagram or google google uh, catch la you know the canopy of roses and flowers so when you go in non-pandemic times you know you see women there taking lots of pictures for the gram as I say, the the scene is pretty cool, man. I've seen uh, uh, what's the guy in there, Jamie Foxx in there a couple of times, and I've seen uh, uh, what's the basketball player, Baron Davis, and I've seen you know, and those are there's probably more celebrities in there. I just don't really know a lot of celebrities, so it's it's pretty cool. Uh, Beauty and Essex in Hollywood, I like a lot, and Beauty and Essex, E S S E X, and the Highlight Room are pretty much in the same building. And it's about it's it's essentially the same crowd as as Catch LA, and it, and both are, are really cool places and worth going to. And we're and, you know if you want to people watch and you want to get fashion ideas, you want to see attractive people and nice cars and stuff. That's some um, that that's uh, those are scenes to go to. Uh, Bootsy Bellows Bootsy Bellows is on Sunset at the entrance to Beverly Hills. And I liked Bootsy Bellows. It, it, the fun, it's the funny thing about Bootsy Bellows is that it, it, I was told it's owned by David Arquette. And or he's one of the owners, the actor. And Bootsy Bellows was his mother's uh, burlesque name when she was a dan- burlesque dancer and pinup model. Her name was Bootsy Bellows. So Bootsy Bellows is, is, is pretty picky. I've been able to get in a couple of times. Uh, but it's pretty picky. It's not really laid out like your standard club. It's more of like a, it's, it's kind of inside. It's kind of rat pack 
right you know if you think about the rat pack and the you know the bars that Sinatra and those guys hung out in it's 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 kind of what I would call a speakeasy it's more of a it's more of a bar not really a club but it's a pretty cool scene so number 9 West Hollywood or WeHo West Hollywood is where the LGBTQ community is, is ground zero and there's not a whole lot to say there other than than the the LGBTQ community in Hollywood in West Hollywood it's actually a fun place i mean i'm a straight man and but i don't feel threatened by by people with with you know with different with, with a different sexual orientation whatever those whatever acronyms or letters they may they may use it's a lot of fun the primary strip is Santa Monica Boulevard so if you ever want to go party in West Hollywood just tell someone drop me off in the heart of West Hollywood on Santa Monica Boulevard and there are bars on each side of the street you can have fun the two that I've been to more than any others are Tom Tom and Pump, which are owned by Lisa Vanderpump from the Bravo show Vanderpump Rules. Pump, it has a smaller bar area and a larger restaurant area. The bar area is, is small and it gets it gets uh, it gets it gets it can get crowded pretty quick. So you know it's it's cool, but it gets crowded. Now you know one door down or there's a there's a bar between them, and then there's Tom Tom. So Tom Tom now has an outdoor patio area right up front and then when you go inside you walk in the front door you to the left is a bar and to the right are some tables and then there's a little section that you can walk through to go into a hall you know there's a like a alcove type hallway where the restrooms are and then there's a a uh, a restaurant section in the back i've ate the restaurant and had a filet there during the day the food was really good but tom tom has tom tom has a dj playing and and you know i don't know what the drink prices are but uh, it's still it's still pretty cool. So and I've been to a couple of other little spots in, in West Hollywood. And what's funny, I can't remember the name of the one I was in. There was a guy in a big bird. Yeah, like the Sesame Street big bird costume. And it wasn't Halloween. He was in a big bird costume on a Saturday night in a bar next to me. And he took the head. He took the big bird head off and he drank. He, he had two swigs of his beer. Then he said, oh, I got to get back in character. And he put his big bird head back on. And that was the funniest thing. And it never crossed my mind to take a picture. But that's West Hollywood in a nutshell. Just run what you want, free time. So number 10, downtown L.A. Downtown L.A. is a bit trendy, but it's also a little bit more laid back. Most of the bars and stuff have been there for longer periods of time than, say, West Hollywood. So it's a lot, but it's a lot of fun. So the place that I've that I've been to a lot and I went to it a couple of times even before I moved to LA is a is a, a club called Exchange LA and Exchange LA is primarily an EDM club electronic dance music they play EDM and trance and all it has a big da- has a big dance floor and you know some some tables and all and has a second level that has a balcony and a bar and some stuff up there so I've seen a lot of trance acts and EDM acts and as far as the dress code there, you know, you can be a little bit trendy, but the EDM scene is, is if you've been in that scene and you like that music, you understand that, you know, the rules are kind of loosey-goosey. Of course, you see some people in there and in, you know, rainbow-colored festival wear, like they're at an outdoor music festival, but then you see other people just dress, dress fairly normal. And, you know, you go in there and get your dance on and all. I would tell anyone, though, you know, the, un- the unfortunate downside of the EDM EDM music is that a lot of people in there are drugged out. So, you know, I don't know what about that music attracts people to get, you know, whacked out of their minds, but but that's there. So if that's something that's offensive to you, you know, keep that in mind that, that you know, you might be like me. You might be the only 
sober person in there, but I'm in there for the music and stuff. So it's, but it's a lot of fun and you can see, you can see, you know, quality acts in there and DJs. My favorite place in LA as far as nightclubs is a place called Club Mayan, M-A-Y-A-N in downtown. And Club Mayan reminds me of this club back from my college days that was in LA called Florentine Gardens. And if you know anyone that was lived in LA back in those days, Florentine Gardens was a legend. So, Club Mayan has like three levels, and the time I was in there, it had, it had like music. In one area, they had hip hop. In another area, they had like some Latin, and I can't remember what was playing in the other. But the crowd is really cool. It's more of what you would think of if you're from the Midwest or you're from another part of LA or the or the U.S. and you want to just go hang out, and you don't, you're not necessarily worried about running into the trendy people or whatever. You can go to you can go to Club Mayan and have a good time, and I think you'd you'd enjoy it. In terms of bars, there two bars that I've been to, I I, I can probably label three of them. One is the Rooftop at the Standard, then another one is Perch, P E R C H, and then there's Elevate Lounge. Elevate Lounge is on the 21st floor of some building. I can't remember the name of it. it has a smaller interior dance floor, and it's got glass walls. You can look out onto downtown LA. The music is is a little bit of hip hop and everything, and the crowd there is, I would say, between say on the times three times I've been, it's between say twenty five and about forty five. You know, trendy, uh, uh, you know, kind of a laid back vibe. The two others, uh, rooftop at the standard and perch, I, I kind of group them together because because they are rooftop bars, and so you know you you get to look out into downtown downtown LA, the surrounding areas of, of downtown and they, you know, open air rooftop. And I don't think there's any distinguishing features between those two. You know, I would go to one or the other. They're, they're both pretty cool to me. Now, one category that I would say is number 11 that I haven't mentioned is like pool, what I call pool parties, summer pool parties. You know me, I like to go to Wet Republic at MGM Grand and, you know, Encore Beach Club at, at, at Wynn Encore and what's the other one? Uh, Marquee Day Club at Cosmopolitan and Daylight Beach Club at Mandalay Bay and Dre's Beach Club. The reason I like to go to those places is because they'll have, in the summertime, they'll have, you know, you'll be outside, you can swim trunks around a swimming pool and, you know, you're listening to music and all and you can hang out during the day and, you know, get your vibe on during the day in Vegas and then go do whatever you want to do at night. But the places I found in, in L.A. that are closest to that are in Hollywood. And there's Sky Bar at the Mondrian Hotel. And on Sundays, you can pay like 20 bucks and you can go hang out at the at the Sky Bar at Mondrian. And there are people out there, you know, in, in, in swimsuits and, uh, you know, they have a DJ playing. And, you know, I, like I said, I don't drink. So I only had water and Coca-Cola. But, uh, you know, it's, it's a cool scene. To me, it was like a mini Wet Republic or something. And then the highlight room has something that's similar. The highlight room has, has, you know, cabanas and, you know, some little day beds around a pool. And, and I've also ate at the, at the restaurant part that's right behind that. And it's a pretty cool scene there too. So that's something to consider. So, so that's, so those are the things that I'd like to share about the LA, the LA nightlife. So to re, to recap in keeping with my, with my goal of organ, organization that I got from my friends is number one, just keep in mind that, that L.A. is geographically dispersed. Number two, that the areas, the primary party areas in L.A. are Hollywood, West Hollywood, and downtown L.A. Number three, you know, ask whether you're going to a bar, club, or restaurant. Number four, the types of music, you know, hip-hop, top 40, EDM, 
live music. Number five, you know, the night of, you know, what time, you know, what time the bar open, what time you, you know, is it, you got to pay, you, you know, what the charges are, how to get in. And I would say 5A, like the dress code, how do you want to dress? Number, what did I say? Number, I guess that was not one of those was number six. Number seven are some of the downsides of, you know, things you just got to keep in mind so that you don't, you don't get your feelings hurt or you get your hopes up. Number eight is, I talked about some of the bars and clubs in Hollywood. Number nine, West Hollywood. Number 10, downtown LA. Number 11, I talked about the, you know, the, the pool part, the pool parties, uh, pool party scenes in LA and, and and I think that's a, that's about it. Something I would tell you that makes L.A. fun is, and in the start I said L.A. is the entertainment capital of the world, and it's an international city and an international city full of possibilities. And the weather here pretty much allows you to enjoy L.A. year round. I mean, it's you know you're never really going to ever need a fur coat, you know, although they sell that stuff around here. But it's an international city full of possibilities. So you might go out one night and you might meet whoever and you might have fun. There, there is a, uh, a variety of, of scenes. So whatever, if you're in a country music scene, I'm not, but I'm sure there's a country music scene here. If you're into rock, you know, there's a variety of different scenes. There's venues that are indoors and outdoors. And, you know, there's all sorts of live performances. And, you know, for those that are worried about some of the, quote, pretentious and snobby places, the one thing that you would know about L.A. or that I could tell you about L.A. places like that are they're the same as every place else. Places like Club Mayan and Exchange L.A., they've outlasted all of the trendy nightclubs that kind of come and go. So don't be, don't be bummed out if you can't get into your, quote, bar of choice. You know, who knows? You know, they may be shut down the next time. But. And the cool thing about L.A. is that you can just live your best life. And, you know, whatever you want to do, you can do it here. And there's a scene for you and there's a lot of fun. As I said, these are just some of the places that I've been to and some of the things that I've encountered. Obviously, by now, you know, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't do drugs. And so, you know, your experience, as I say, your mileage might vary in those places. But I tried to give that to you. So if you're a person that listens to this podcast and you decide, I want to go out in L.A., then you've got some idea of, of where to go. If you want to reach out to me and say, what was the name of that place again in West Hollywood or what was the name of that place in Hollywood? I'll be happy to tell you. And, you know, that doesn't mean you, that doesn't mean I have to go have to go with you. I'll be happy to share the information with you one way or any one way or the other, you know, at any time. So that's my primer on L.A. It's been it's been fun. And I'm happy that I had those experiences, among other things. I look forward to future podcasts. Uh, on a variety of the different experiences that I have. Hope everybody stays safe and makes it into 2021 so that you can enjoy the places that I that I talked about in this podcast. So feel free to give me feedback. And uh, until next time, have a safe transition from 2020 into 2021. Talk to you later.